Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening in the stars above for this week, the first week of February. Happy February to everybody. And here, apparently on the East Coast, you're getting walloped by snow. Here on the West, we're getting walloped by rain. Yay! It's a wet and wonderfully woolly sort of uh, winter so far. <laughs> and, uh, are we enjoying it, right? I hope everybody had a great weekend. Uh, I spent the weekend uh, doing work kind of stuff, right? The moon was in Virgo, yes. And that meant I was working for a good deal of the weekend, both on my business, but also around the house, getting the shopping done, the usual kind of stuff you gotta do on the weekends. And of course, then getting ready for this week. And it is a good week, I think, as we look ahead uh, today at some of the things that are happening during the week. We have a very activated Venus. And so primarily today and throughout this week, we'll be talking about Venus and what she's bringing to us. Remember, in astrology, Venus rules our relationships. Venus rules the things that we value. So what, you know, are we living according to our values, that kind of thinking? And as well, she rules our financial picture and uh, finances as far as earned income, uh, income to um, uh, your resources. So are you putting your money? It, it usually shows us what we put our money toward because what we buy or we purchase is what we value. And as well, it is a sign that represents our worthiness, right? I mean, a planet that represents our worthiness. How worthy are we to receive? How worthy do we feel to ask for and earn a, a living wage? Those kinds of issues come up as well. And wouldn't you know it, today we start with the moon in Libra, and Libra is ruled by the planet Venus. In fact, there are two signs that Venus rules. One is Libra, where she rules relationships specifically, and the concept of beauty and harmony and fairness and equality and justice. But she also rules the sign of Taurus, where it's more earthy there, because Taurus is an earth sign. And there, Venus tends to rule self-worth, our values, and in terms of uh, the senses, the sensuality of being in the physical. And that includes the ground that we walk on, right? How does that feel beneath our feet? There's a groundedness to it. And also all of the other senses, sight and smell and taste and hearing and feeling, uh, seeing. So we have a lot of sensuality with Venus in Taurus, where we have a lot of relationship energy with Venus in Libra. So with Venus in Libra, then today for the next couple of days, our relationships come into focus. And in fact, today, uh, Venus herself changes signs, right? She's moving into the sign of Aquarius today, where she will spend the next 25 days, three weeks, basically. And we'll talk about that in a, in a little bit. Uh, but today, the moon in the sign of Libra finds himself herself in a trine uh, to Venus, and also a trine to Saturn and to Jupiter. So the moon today is moving easily with uh, Venus herself, but also with the transpersonal planets. So when we have a nice smooth flow, our relationships, our concepts of beauty, all seem to work really smoothly. I left my door open again so the cat could come and go. 
I shouldn't do that when I'm on air. It makes me nervous, but she was outside. What could I do? Um, so when we look at Libra, then the, the sign Libra and relationships is the primary function, right? So we have this idea of partnershiping and all that goes into a partnership or into a relationship, specifically things like marriage. And how are we uh, collaborating or cooperating within our relationships? Libra gives us an opportunity to balance the I with the you so that we have the I am and the we are kind of working in a smooth way or balanced out. And so cooperation and collaboration are ways that we can see that done. And actually I was kind of looking in the, uh, looked at the headlines this morning and it looks like there is some new collaboration, cooperation going on between the president and the a Republican group of people. So I, I would expect that, that we are gonna hear some kind of more equal or balanced sort of, um, effort come out from the work that they're doing today in cooperation. Now, this is also a sign that rules marriage. So it, the, the relationships are the closer types of relationships that we have with people. So marriage or significant other, but also our business partnerships. And that's because we share resources within a business partnership. Everything is kind of commingled. So that's what we're primarily talking about is those deeper, closer relationships where our resources are intermingled. Libra also rules in, um, or Venus, the moon, God, I can't talk this morning. The moon in Libra also rules culture and design, beauty and harmony, our style and aesthetics. And so maybe we're going to feel called for the next couple of days to, to beautify our homes in some way, uh, clean things up or make things shinier. Uh, it is a time for balance and harmony. Again, seeing all sides of things. Libra is really good at being able to see all the sides, to see with fair eyes what would be the fairest thing for us to take on. Justice and equality are all part of the Libran balance. But it is exactly that need that Libra has to see all sides and to balance things and to be fair that can cause them beca to become indecisive. So on the negative spectrum, we have indecision and waffling, not able to come to an agreement as to what to do because there's so many ways that we could look at this issue or this problem. So we have to watch ourselves for that. We also have to watch out for losing ourselves within relationships because when the moon is in Libra or any planet for that matter, we have a tendency to wanna to let go of ourselves in favor of others, which means that we can become yes people, right? We wanna say yes to everything because we just want it all to play. We wanna to play together. We want it to be cooperative and collaborative, but sometimes that means we're giving too much of ourselves away. So we wanna to remember to cooperate and collaborate, yes, but not to become codependent or to become someone that is always saying yes to the other even to your own detriment. So we'll be looking at that during this moon's transit to Libra. In the body, Libra rules the adrenals. The adrenals are the glands that sit on top of the kidneys. So Libra also rules the kidneys. And with the adrenals here, what we need to watch out for is burnout. Trying to be all things to all people means that we might be continually moving, moving, doing, doing, and placating and 
harmonizing and collaborating and cooperating, and that may over time burn us out. Not the collaboration part or the cooperation part, but the us trying to be things, be all things to all people. And as well, diabetes is also a part of Libra, which is such an interesting thing, I think, maybe worthy of us looking deeper into one day. Uh, so let me check in and say good morning to everybody. I'm not sure if I'm getting notifications from Asa. Nope, those are emails. Okay, good. So let's just say good morning to everybody. Hello, JLo and Tom. Good morning to you. And Corey, good morning. And Tom says sleep pattern has been wonky lately. I keep waking up at like 5.30 in the morning. And then even on the weekend, what was it, Saturday, I got up at like 5.30 because I couldn't sleep any longer. And uh, yet I, I didn't know what I wanted to get up and do. My mind was just busy, I guess. So maybe that's part of it, right? With Mercury and retrograde, our minds are going backwards over things that we've said or that we've done or that we haven't done. Or uh, anyway, my mind keeps traveling back to my granddaughter, Lily, who is still keeping herself apart from the bulk of the family. And uh, I had a really interesting dream about her the other night, just la she was laughing and happy and we were all together again. And I'm sure that there's this subconscious need I feel to bring her back into the fold. Um, however, she's a little Scorpio and she has all the power in this respect. So there's not much we can do about it till she chooses, but it's obviously playing in my unconscious mind go drawing me back to things we could have done things we should have done things we should have said things we shouldn't have said goes makes me crazy uh asa good morning to you amanda jay good morning christine buckingham good morning jennifer peachy hello and jlo says so true i am a libra and sometimes it's not easy a libra moon not a libra because she's a taurus <laughs> but she had the little picture of the moon there Debbie Tibbetts Tumiel, good morning to you. Adrian Jones, good morning and happy February, friends. Michelle Good, oh my goodness, good morning to you. It's great to see you out there. Corey says her sleep is off too. Yeah, I, I just, I think there's a lot going on. We have a lot of energy in those air signs, right? Especially Aquarius right now. So wherever Aquarius is in our charts is just lit up and it's an air sign, it's fixed air, and that means sometimes we get caught up in a thinking pattern, and we're just going round and round with this thought in our mind or this issue in our mind, and it can be very difficult because it's hard to shut your mind off once it gets rolling, so, and then you put like, you know, how many planets are in Aquarius right now? We have Venus, uh, we have Saturn, Jupiter, the Sun, Pallas Athena, and Mercury retrograde, so we have, what, six planets, in the sign of Aquarius right now. And little in uh, the other air signs, there's the North Node transiting through Gemini and the Moon in Libra. So our air signs are definitely uh, banging away. So what's going on in our heads is likely what's keeping us awake at night uh, or ideas and inspiration just exciting our, our minds, perhaps, right? Uh, so let's see, let's take a look now at what we can expect for the week because it is a pretty, it's a, it's a busy week in terms of the number of things that are going on, um, but it's not necessarily a bad week. You know, sometimes over these past couple of months, we've had busy weeks with, you know, very chaotic kinds of transits, but the transits this week, there are a couple that are a little bit 
you know, spooky in terms of their ability to create chaos, but not the same chaos or to the same level that we've seen before. It's mostly this week going to be about looking at how we value ourselves. This is truly going to be a Venus week. In fact, I was quickly looking through the month to see how activated Venus was, and she's pretty activated throughout the month, uh, but mostly these first two weeks of February. And interesting because Venus is the sign that we think of, of for love and for romance, and this is also a month that we think of uh, for love and romance with Valentine's Day, you know, just barely, what, two weeks away for, from right now. So today we're going to look at a couple of different things. One, we're going to look at the Pleiadian energy. We're going to look, uh, as it relates to Venus, we're going to look at the Venus phase because we're in a Venus phase change at the same time she is changing signs. And then we're going to look at some of the other transits that Venus is engaged with this week. And I think you'll see that it's Venus in our charts that is really activating things, which means it's a possibility. We can look at love in a better uh, light. We can look at our values and, and choose to live from our values and make sure that our values are what we really value and that it hasn't been something that's been dictated to us from outside of ourselves or that we have have conditioned responses to living out our values. And as well, our relationships are under that sort of energy of Venus in a good way, I think. But sometimes there's the little things that might be triggers that we'll also have to look at. So let's start with today as we look ahead. Today we have Venus actually moving into Aquarius, and I'm going to deal with that in just a minute, and the Sun coming into a square with Mars. So today a square is usually a challenge, but when the Sun and Mars come together, they tend to create pathways for productivity and for action and for things getting done. But if there's a problem where you feel stuck or where you are not able to take action in the way that you you think that you should be able to take action, um, it can create frustration and conflict. So while these two together make for very high productivity and high movement, they can also make for high confrontation and conflict if the energy of frustration is driving uh, instead of getting things done. And so we, we just need to be watchful and be careful uh, that we are uh, using our energies correctly, let's say for today. And uh, being active, physically active, maybe exercise or getting outdoors if you can. I know for two ends of the, uh, you know, <laughs> of the United States anyway, it's pretty icky, but there are a lot of you that live in other places, maybe it is a good day to get out and start the garden. I don't know, whatever it is that you can do that relieves tension or stress or conflict within you, confrontation. Uh, maybe it's meditation, maybe it's yoga, although usually with the sun and Mars, it needs to be more active than that. Maybe go put a DVD on or a uh, music video on and, and dance the day away. Maybe that's a good plan. Tomorrow, Tuesday, we start the new human design week with the sun moving into the gate 13, which is a gate called narrative now in quantum human design. In quantum human design, we're looking at the shadow. It's very much like the gene keys. We're looking through the shadows and how it is we can um, climb the spiral of evolution, if you will, and become more, live from the higher end of the spectrum of that energy. So the gate 13 takes us into deep listening 
and listening to the stories that we're telling ourselves, right? And then repattern those stories, rewrite the stories. So from Tuesday through Saturday, we'll be in the new energies of human design for the week. The earth will be at the gate seven, which is another gate of sort of the power behind the throne. It is it is part of the leadership stream or the leadership channel, uh, but it is also the energy that is in support of the leader from behind the scenes. So it is in some way where we can come together in collaboration uh, with our leadership to be able to move things forward, to be able to see things in new light. And Asa, question from Amanda, does Venus bring act being activated mean you're more affected if Venus is the chart ruler? Most definitely. Venus being activated this week is activating not only the Libra sector of your chart, but the Taurus sector of your chart, which is already activated because of the square from the planets in Taurus, Uranus, Mars, Black Moon, Lilith, to the planets in Aquarius, which we just named them all, Jupiter, Saturn, Venus now, and uh, Pallas Athena and Mercury in retrograde. So yes, it's lit up particularly if you are a Libra or are a Taurus, right? Those you two are big, in a big way sort of activated. Also, if you're an Aquarius or a Leo, you are being activated. But anywhere in your chart where those planets reside, right now there's a lot of focusing energy here. So for example, when we look at the chart of the day, so this chart that I draw, draw up every morning, if we pretended this was a person, here's where Aquarius is in that chart. You see a lot of energy, including Venus, who's moved into Aquarius. And then down here, you would see Leo where it's empty. So there's a lot of drawing power for these planets here to draw up some of that Leo energy. And then we have uh, Taurus, there you are. Here's Taurus, where we see Uranus, the Black Moon, Lilith, and Mars. And those signs are squaring one another. So planets at those degrees are in a challenging aspect. So those two houses in your chart, no matter what sign you are, are being activated. But if you're a Libra or you are a Taurus, signs that are ruled by Venus this week, things might be a little bit more triggered for you as you go on. I hope that answers your question. And uh, yes, I got that question. Okay, great. So uh, moving on through the week, and then we're going to get, we're going to dive into Venus specifically here in just a little bit. So the human design week we did Wednesday on the third and Thursday on the fourth. There are no major aspects happening that day. But let me tell you, the moon moves into Scorpio. Scorpio is a sign that is opposing Taurus. And that's where Uranus, Black Moon, Lilith, and Mars are. And so the moon is going to find herself uh, in a position of triggering off and firing off energies from both Aquarius and from uh, uh, Taurus on the opposite side. And that's because the moon is going to move into Scorpio squaring Saturn and Venus and opposing Uranus. And then on Thursday, the moon is going to go further into the sign and then square Jupiter, the sun, oppose Mars and square Mercury retrograde. So we have two days this week of a lot of emotional potential. Scorpio, as you know, is a sign of intensity. 
and it dives deep. It, there might be some really good time for us this week to process through those emotional triggers or those triggers uh, that you know remind us of things that have happened in the past or trigger something that you thought was long past, you know, having been um, taken care of and it comes back up. So those two days, Wednesday and Thursday this week, while no major aspects are applying to anything, the moon is going to be highly activated. In fact, for those of you who got the 2021 calendars for the year, you may notice that those days are in red. And that would be because the moon is creating a little bit of an emotional havoc, if you will. On Friday, Venus will come into a conjunction with Saturn and simultaneously she will begin to square Uranus. And on Saturday, she's actually in the square to Uranus. So they're kind of walking hand in hand. You can't really separate them because no matter what, as soon as she's coming into the conjunction with Saturn, she's applying to the square with Uranus. So it can make for some ups and downs in our relationships for Friday and on Saturday. Then on Sunday, the new human design week begins, the second uh, human design week with the sun, the gate 49, which is about revolution and catalyzation of action. It is a very highly energetic place, placement for the sun. It is on the emotional center. It can often be a source of black and white thinking and the source of divorce in a human design chart at times. And then the earth will be at the gate four. Uh, that is a sign of possibilities or a gate of possibilities. So is it possible that we can work out our differences? Oh, yes, you betcha. Is it possible that we can decide to say, you know what, and forget working out our differences? Oh, yeah, you betcha. It's all going to be about the choices that we want to make as the week wears on. Uh, okay, let me check here with Asa. Did Was that uh, okay? So I answered that question. No, no, no other questions? Let me know. Uh, let me see here. Comments. Good morning, Ursula. Good morning, Jennifer Schreiber. It's good to see you. Are you new here? Because I don't remember seeing you, but welcome. And we love seeing new people here. Uh, JLo, yes, my 19-year-old is an Aquarius rising and she has been up pondering at night saying she's trying to figure out about death. Interesting. What house is that in? Is it her eighth house in her chart? And Amanda J, I answered that question. Good morning, Coach Michael. And uh, well, sheesh, OFC, here we go. I'm ready for it. Amanda J, thank you, Asa, and thank you, Janet. Okay, good. So we got that question answered. Now let's dive into some other things to do with Venus, shall we? So first let's talk about Venus in Aquarius because she's moved into the sign. She will be here for three weeks from the 1st of February through the 25th of February before she moves off to the sign of Pisces. Now, let me remind you that while she is in the sign and the other planets that we spoke about are in the sign, this creates that stellium in Aquarius that we've been talking about since the astrology of 2021 webinar where we were looking at the number of planets that are gathering in that particular sign, pushing that agenda of Aquarian ideals, freedom and imagination and possibilities and having faith and some of the other issues around resourcefulness and sustainability and 
um, on the other side groups and networking and friendships and how do we collaborate and cooperate in the group dynamic and also hold on to our own individuality. So a lot of themes there, but Venus in Aquarius, while she's completing that Aquarius stellium, rules love and friendship, adding love and friendship to the ideals already uh, that we've been talking about in Aquarian energy. Now, Venus in Aquarius loves the idea of being friends in a romance, being uh, more platonic in our relationship, at least at first, while we so we can form a, a basis of friendship in our relationships. But then romance can get a little confused here because Aquarius energy itself is a little bit more emotionally detached, emotionally detached, and more aloof. So they don't always rush in and commit and say, I love you too, and let's get married. That's not quite what happens with Venus and Aquarius. It's more, let's be friends and let's, you know, she's holding you off a little bit uh, to see how the friendship develops. Do we have things in common? Do we, uh, are we on the same wavelength or the same vibe with one another? Uh, do we share the same values? Because here we have values like unity and kindness and independence that are a part of the Aquarian conversation, especially when Venus moves here. What do we value and are my values and your values in sync? Or are we moving in opposite directions which would not support a long-term relationship? So it's not that we can't come together with opposite people or with people who share uh, opposite values of ours, but if you're looking for longevity in a relationship uh, or a romance that's going to move to the next level, then right now what you should be building is the friendship, the trust between yourself and another person, and then being able to build from that in later transits of Venus. <clears throat> now the group vibe is also high when uh, Venus moves into the sign of Aquarius, we want to work and play together, right? We, we want to be in community. We want to be uh, in a network. We, we want to be able to kind of have people around us to socialize. And I know that's a little difficult in some respects with the raging virus, uh, presumably, and uh, lockdowns and people having to sort of stay apart or watch how much they can get together. And yet here we have one of the most primary types of get-togethers, at least here in the USA. I'm not sure if the whole world celebrates Super Bowl as we do here, uh, but we have this time of coming together. We're usually, um, you know, surrounding ourselves with friends or relatives or, you know, fellow football cheerleaders that uh, take on the Super Bowl and we're eating together, we're yelling together. Um, it can be an interesting time. It's all in this group vibe as well. It's funny because uh, our family, we are planning a Super Bowl thing, even though neither of the teams we care about necessarily. I mean, it's not like we're, you know, other than Tom Brady, I think it's interesting that he's um, in another Super Bowl. I mean, so you have to root for him, right? Uh, so anyway, nothing against Kansas City, nothing against the Buccaneers, but Tom Brady, oh yeah. Uh, now, uh, we're also getting together a week after that to do a murder mystery. We're actually getting emailed by one of my daughters the roles that we're here that we're going to play. No one else knows those roles. There's just one person, uh, David, my oldest grandson. He is going to be the one that knows everything, and we have to dress accordingly. So it's going to be fun to get together and do that in costume uh, and enact a murder mystery. So kind of fun. 
but those are the kinds of things when Venus is in the sign of Aquarius that we can look forward to group events or being together in some way for a common goal or for a common uh, celebration. So that's Venus moving into Aquarius. Now, I also noted this morning that the Pleiadian calendar, if you looked at that this morning, you see, first of all, this gorgeous picture, right? This gorgeous picture. I just love that picture. Okay, besides that, today is a four planting. And you might have noticed this little heart up there in the corner, the little heart that uh, shows you that there is a Venus phase change. And so I wanted to spend some time this morning talking about that. Now, in the Pleiadian Earth Energy, she relies on the work by Ariel or Adam Gainsburg and Ariel Gutman. This is just one of the books, The Light of Venus, Embracing Your Deeper Feminine and Empowering Our Shared Future, where they go in depth into the different phases of Venus. So what I'm going to be giving you next is an informational about all of the things that we can expect during these next 50 days of Venus in what is called the immersion phase. Now, this is a time in the phase of Venus where she is getting ever closer to the sun. In fact, she will get so close to the sun uh, that we won't be able to see her. So we, she is probably already, she's disappeared from my sky because it's cloudy, but we may not be seeing her in the morning sky at all because she's too close to the sun. And it's, we would say she's setting into the sun. So as the sun is rising, she's in the shadow or in the glare, if you will, of the sun and we can't see her. This is a 50 day phase or a 50 day period of time. It's about our rediscovering our divine uh, essence, right? So we're going within, we're doing a sort of feminine uh, immersion here. Remember when we get to the 13 in the Pleiadian earth energy, or when we get to like Akbal, I think it is, or uh, uh, the energy of listening, we go into the feminine, into the deep right into the quiet space or into the womb. So this particular phase represents our moving inward and our moving inward to um, share a collective theme of connection to our, our feminine selves. So it is a time of integration and it is a time where we are going to see the sun and Venus come into a conjunction. That actually happens on February 8th. So a week from today, they will be in a conjunction. That's when you, that signals uh, Venus's move behind the sun. So if we were to look at, if we could step back, say from Saturn's viewpoint and see the earth Venus sun dynamic, what we would see is the earth and then the sun and then Venus behind the sun. It's called a superior conjunction, but they align like this. And it brings a lot of energy to the planet, um, but in more internalized ways. When Venus conjuncts the sun and we have her in front of the sun, it's then Earth, Venus, and the sun. Then it's a more outer world expression of Venus. 
So right now our Venus placement is bringing us inward, right, to the inner planes. Now there are going to be four events during this period of time that we can expect, or four parts to this 50-day phase of immersion. The first part is the disappearance of Venus into the sun. And it, and at first, at least, it instigates a bit of self-doubt within us. We begin to feel a little more isolated. And isn't that interesting because she's in the sign of Aquarius, where it is all about the group dynamics, but it's possible because of other dynamics that are going on in the social sphere that we may feel more isolated because it isn't a good thing for us to get together. We can't go to our usual gathering places for example, to watch the game or to be with large groups of people. So it may increase at least initially our feelings of that isolation, but it does trigger us then to become more intuitive and more self-reliant, right? So we have to look to um, it, look within us to find our answers. Now in the second stage, Venus is invisible. We do not see her at all. And that means we're more sensitive to other people. It's like we're picking up this invisible vibe from people that we understand that there's something, go we can be more sensitive to their needs. We can be more sensitive to you know, what we should say or not say, or whether we should engage or not engage with them. But at the same time, we need more alone time ourselves. So maybe what others need is more alone time, right? So we can sense that and not try to get them engaged in the social sphere. Or we can at least accept that it's nothing to do with me. You're not being quiet because I've said or done something. It's because you're just needing to go within, right? Becoming more introspective. Now, as Venus approaches her furthest uh, distance from the earth, uh, separation issues become uh, more prevalent. Remember, Earth and Venus are, are, are sisters, right? In all of the Greek myths, and as you start looking through all of the different myths of Venus and all of our different things, we always seem to find that she and the Earth form a sister relationship. Um, sometimes the science community will even say that that Earth and uh, Venus are like sister planets. They're very similar planets, even though atmospherically we're completely different, but there's just something about it, right, that draws us together. So when Venus is furthest away from us, we may feel that uh, separation and that issue forces us to become more self-aware and to de de digging deeper into ourselves as in a soul searching uh, process perhaps over uh, that period of time. And the last event or last phase of Venus moving through is um, her fastest speed. She moves very quickly through this particular part of her, tra of her transit. Uh, 15 days really is about what this part lasts. And this is where we have the capability and the opportunity to transform at a high rate of speed, if you will, but we have to watch out for over transformation. Now, what do I mean by that? So we see something that we don't like about ourselves, or we see something that is no longer feeling useful to us. So we just are ready to take it and throw it out. So we have to be very careful that we're not throwing out the baby with the bathwater, right? We don't want to throw it all out. And then later when the light of Venus begins to return, we go, oops, maybe I shouldn't have done that. So 
we have the ability to do a speed sort of uh, integration of things that we're learning, um, but we also have the ability to speed through a transformation, which begs the question, slow down and maybe watch, ask yourself, is this really what I want to transform? So we have a lot of things to consider over these next few weeks. And uh, that also means that we have a lot of, of self work to do. And I would say that the self work that we're doing in this particular case is really about going to the inner planes and looking at places where we have resistance to some of the more Venus traits like love and being in relationship or integrating uh, our values or actually walking our talk and living from our truth and unity and what is it that keeps us separated. So doing your own due diligence as it were, even though it's not Saturn kind of structure, it's more just that personal uh, integration of things that have happened and things that you wanna change about yourself. And again, because Venus is the ruler for Libra and for Taurus, you two as signs are the ones that are likely going to feel this the most. But also those of you who were born in the immersion phase of Venus's transits, and uh, you would only know that really by uh, getting probably the book and looking at the dates and figuring that out. Again, this is Adam Gainsburg's The Light of Venus embracing your deeper feminine, empowering our shared future. And there you go. And then there's also the Ariel Goatman work. Uh, I cannot remember the name of her book at the moment, uh, but it's a really good book on that as well. Questions, comments, Asa, I, uh, yeah, I don't see, I don't see any other questions. Okay. No questions on that. Let's look. I'll, I'll give you a moment to be thinking up questions. Now let's take a look at the Venus transits that are occurring uh, this week and how they might affect us. So the first one up is, of course, the moon's square to Venus today, the trine to Venus. So we have the moon stimulating the energies of Aquarius and Venus is in Aquarius. I mean, the moon stimulating Libra. The, the sign of relationships and our ability to cooperate together. And because Venus is an Aquarius, it's about finding new ways of cooperation, new ways to create unity, a kind of even resonating with a whole new energy and vibe of cooperation. I mean, Aquarian energy has really changed up the conversation that we are having, uh, both within ourselves, but also between one another. Uh, and you see it probably plainly in the groups and the tribes and the you know community that you're a part of. And some of those uh, energies this week become a little more uh, able to be, sh you know, shined up, right? <laughs> With Venus, we, we prettify it. We make it more palatable. We make it easier to work together because of that spirit of cooperation and collaboration. But on Wednesday and Thursday, remember I said that those two were scritchy days with the moon because she is squaring a bunch of the different planets, one of which will be a square to Venus. So we may be challenged on Wednesday in particular with the moon in Scorpio to look beneath everything, to look deeper into something that may have been an emotional trigger. I like to call this emotional processing. So when the moon is in Scorpio, it often there's a, a catalyzing event 
something, something somebody says, something someone does, something that you you just woke up on the wrong side of the bed with that you need to move through, right? That you get to process through. Well, the square to Venus is really talking about probably it being something in your relationships or in the way you value yourself uh, or in your self-worth. And there's where it lies deep within you. So rather than projecting it outward onto other people, then the best use of Wednesday's connection with the moon and Venus is to look inward and see what it is that's needing to be processed within you. It's a deeply penetrating sort of uh, transit where we we're really kind of able to see the, the, the source, the reason, and then also to work with it. Right. And uh, so it can be on one surface, a little bit triggering, but deeper on the other side, you get into, ah, I can maybe finally work through this one issue and be done with it. On Friday, Venus will come into a conjunction with Saturn. Now, Saturn rules form and structure and responsibility, our duties. Um, he is very, he loves boundaries, right? He loves this idea of being resourceful, a good steward, conservative. And Venus, she doesn't necessarily take us into the excesses of things, but there could be a, a, serious, a, a more serious um energy around our relationships where we have to consider things in a more serious way. And perhaps it's a problem that's developed between you and a partner that you really need to work through or look through um, or get to a, another level within the relationship. It can also be a time where our money feels constricted, that maybe um, an expense that we didn't expect comes up, or where we realize that you know there's less money left at the end of the month than there was at the you know beginning of the month, where we're feeling a little concerned about our money uh, or about our finances. So this Venus conjunct Saturn may be a good time to undertake a sort of financial checkup. Take a look under the hood and make sure that your financial world is sustainable, to make sure that you're living within your means. That's another meaning of Venus in a conjunction to Saturn. And this would make you take a good look at your relationships to make sure that there isn't something there that you're overlooking, right? That you've just kept putting, you know, sort of more powder on and more makeup on and, you know, just make be prettifying it without actually getting to what it is. And this is going to be a good time for you to take a look at that, looking a little bit deeper at this. But then the very next day, Venus comes into a square with Uranus, still conjunct Saturn. <laughs> so we, we still have that serious relationship feeling uh, with Venus conjunct Saturn, but now we have this more excitement coming in with Uranus and it can make for some breaks with traditions. It can make for wanting the need for freedom and liberation from any confines that you've discovered within your relationships. So all in all, with Venus, because it's relationships, it's money and values, Friday and Saturdays, transits really call our attention to where we may not be living within our means, where we may not living be living according to our values, in other words, walking our talk, and also where it is that um, we've kind of kind of absorbed ourselves within a relationship where where did I end and that other person begin? Did I lose myself here and is it time to recall myself back? 
and uh, all of those kinds of things because we want to live in harmonious relationships. But on the surface, at least, Saturn and Uranus would suggest that there's this disruption in those relationships. And the, the common thread in those relationships would be you, right? So looking to you, not outside of you. I mean, it's useful for sure to see where is it that I'm blaming somebody else or where I feel like I'm the victim of somebody else's actions, because that's really telling you something about you, right? Where you're judging yourself or where you're not taking responsibility for yourself, responsibility for yourself, where you might be in overreaction to things that other people say or what they're doing or what you think that they're saying or doing. Uh, remember that the sun at that time is in the gate of deep listening, not just hearing, but listening. What are the people in your life really saying? What is the information that you're getting from uh, those relationships really telling you about you? So positive is that we have the ability to see our relationships in new lights and to be able to move on freely with those relationships. In the lower end, it can likely lead to uh, some disruption in our relationships or anger or even breakups if that is called for, especially if you've been in a relationship without that, that you've known that you needed to leave for a long time. Um, or it can be a cathartic sort of weekend where things come up and can be cleared, like clearing the air. Um, and if you can do that responsibly without, you know, devolving into conversations that are ugly, then the relationships that have that potential to be um, uh, for longevity is, is triggered because you can clear that air, right? You can go through the places where things don't feel good, where there's been an issue between you and work through things in a positive way, rather than just saying, okay, I'm done, bye. Uh, but sometimes it is about having to leave because as many times as you've tried to work through something, uh, you haven't been able to make that work. So Venus, depending on what kind of relationships you're in, may be in support of, or maybe showing you the glaring places within those relationships that need change. All of, all of Venus relationships, in fact, all of our relationship issues are all related to what in the Course in Miracles is called a call for more love, right? Any place that any anger, any upset, any frustration are always calls for more love to be applied to the situation, to yourself or to the other. So this is a week for a call to more love, while we are also moving into immersive energy, which is going more inward and deeper within. All right, so that's a lot. It's a lot, but doesn't seem terribly bad. It just seems like uh, the focus is on our relationships. Uh, Ursula, uh, Janet, you are stringing wisdom pearls for us. I have the Venus book, but did not know how to bring Larksma's spiral of consciousness together and the chart patterns. Ah, this book, this one, and also the Arielle Gutman um, book, which I have in Kindle. I don't have it in uh, physical form, but uh, they can help you kind of clarify these various phases of Venus and how it is related to our embracing more and more of the divine feminine, but also how it is that we are embracing um, ourselves within relationships. 
and the, these are phases that repeat themselves. Venus has, you know, a 582 day, I think it is, uh, cycle. And so every 582 days, we're, you know, cycling through um, the complete transit of Venus through uh, the sky. Jennifer, maybe a dumb question, but what is a natal moon? Ah, Jennifer, that is not a dumb question. It's a good question, especially if you're new to astrology. In um, your, your chart, right, if every person's birth chart has the placement of natal moon, sun, Venus, all the planets, and that's personalized to you. So it means that the, there are characteristics that you have. Then there are transiting planets and the planets move. They don't just stay where they were when you were born. They move around. And as they move around, they trigger different things within your natal chart. So for instance, once a month, the moon comes across the same position that the moon was in your birth chart and it triggers a personal new moon. So we have these transiting planets that move across and trigger all the different planets that uh, that were uh, in place when you were born. So I hope that helps. Uh, Christine, natal moon in Scorpio and Venus in Aquarius. Ah, so maybe you're working through relationship issues, Christine. And by the way, if some of you may not be in relationships right now as, as you know, uh, significant other type relationships. Um, but it doesn't mean that you cannot go back over relationships that you have been in to see where there are issues and what kind, what does it mean for you and how have you evolved through those things. And also um, you can, Venus doesn't just rule the love and romantic relationships, although those are the ones that typically uh, come to mind. But any place where you have relationships with other people that are in trouble um, or are really good, uh, those can also be around Venus issues as well. So we can look more than just our romantic relationships, but we look there first because that's the most prominent place that these things play out. Uh, Jennifer, wow, this is fascinating. I've been doing a lot of inner work over the last year with my guides. Astrology has lined up for all of it. It's fascinating to me. Uh, that's awesome. And uh, Jennifer's a Libra sun and Scorpio moon. So this is one of those weeks for you, Jennifer Schreiber, that things may be going on within your relationships. She says, my twin flame, if you will, is a Taurus. We are in separation. Interesting. Um, interesting because I think then the focus for you might be on what what is the deeper cause of the separation, of this feeling of being separated and not blaming the other person, right? Stop that right now and just look at yourself and see what is it that's happening within you as it relates to this separation? And um, where are you feeling separated yourself? And what are you being separated from? Um, are you withholding love from yourself? I mean, there's all kinds of ways in which you could go into the processing of this event in your life, but it has to start with an openness to be able to do this, an open mind, an open heart, um, not playing the blame, shame, victim game. You want to be, you know, as clean in this because even though it's not that you're saying I'm to blame for all of this, it is, what does this mean for me? right? What, how did, what does this remind me of? Where is this a recurring theme in my life? 
and am I being, am I choosing separation rather than cooperation? I mean, there's plenty of things to look at here and not knowing your personal situation here. I, I don't know if I'm hitting any of them or not, but the, it always begins with a question of what does this mean to me, right? How, how is this serving me? And how, um, how has this been created? Uh, all good questions, right? That can get you really thinking about uh, the purpose of you seeing separation here and, uh, and experiencing it. And then being clean in the action of it, if indeed that's what's really called for. And, you know, really understanding and knowing what you're doing and why, and not because it's just because we can't get along, right? That's sort of vague, but what about you can't get along? So deep, deep, deep work. And um, let's see what else here. Uh, thank you, JLo, reminding me to have you all take a moment to hit the thumbs up button. Uh, that helps the video to you know gain some traction in YouTube land. Please feel free to share the video with your friends and family. And then also, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the channel and uh, then you can be updated when new videos come out. Uh, okay, let's see what else. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Well, no questions here. So let's draw a couple of cards, shall we? I keep forgetting that my cards are all down here. Um, what cards besides an animal need our attention? Hmm. Okay, well, the next one I need to dig for because I'm not sure where it is at the moment. Nope, that one. Oracle of the Seven Energies. Uh, from Colette Baron reed and a spirit animal card. These are cards that we're drawing for the collective. And they can be our guides as we go through this week with uh, Venus energy highly activated for us all. And let's see, on Friday, we got grandmother. Wow, that card just flew. And it's seahorse spirit. <laughs> seahorse spirit, watch and wait. And it is an eight, it's 50, card number 53, which is an eight, which represents the heart-to-heart -heart connection that we have with one another, seahorse spirit. And I'm gonna assume the card was right side up because it just went flying. When I picked it up, it was right side up. Meaning that we have the Oracle message rather than a protection message. So we have hovering gracefully, the seahorse observes with the perspective of one who is not engulfed by the drama, remaining at a distance from all the turbulence. Seahorse spirit appears at this time to remind you of the need to be neutral and gain perspective. Your message from seahorse spirit is, not my circus, not my monkeys. Spirit wants you to know that even if you are tempted to jump into the fray and try to fix things, the best way to serve yourself and others right now is to remain calm and simply watch and see. Another message here is that whatever your query, Seahorse Spirit asks you to step back from it, be willing to explore things from different angles rather than a single one, and just observe what is possible. From the perspective of the position of the neutral observer, you will discover a myriad of opportunities and a deeper understanding of what you seek and why. And you will know beauty, truth, love, and wisdom. Awesome. So Seahorse Spirit. Seahorse. That's a beautiful seahorse anyway. Okay. Now, I was also 
feeling called this morning to the Oracle of the Seven Energies, one of the newer decks that I have by Colette Baron Reed. And let's see what energy we are working with this week. get to play with this one very often. Ooh, but that one stuck out. It is what it is and a deep breath. Two cards for us here. It is what it is, <laughs> is card number six. There's a lot of, I gotta bring it back maybe. There's a lot of depth in this card. And yeah, and then a deep breath which also has the face of Buddha or Kuan Yin. I don't know that you can see it. If I bring it closer, will it do it? Ah, just barely get a, a, a glimpse of the face in there. And uh, that's card number seven. So six and seven, we have sequential cards. Interesting. So that means they're gonna be in the both, uh, both in the same uh, energy. And this is the energy of earth, which represents money, family, inherited traits, survival, primitive instincts, security, stability, and the material world. So card six, it is what it is. The key concept of that card, which was this one here, is radical acceptance, engaging life on life's terms, observing circumstances and taking them at face value, recognizing and releasing resistance and denial. What happens when you look at the world? Can you see it exactly as it is or only as you assume it to be? A door closing isn't an invitation to take a battering ram to it. What if there were another door to lead you to your destiny? If you can release your attachment to getting what you want, you'll be surprised by how much energy you have for more important things. Liberated from the burden of yearning, you'll have access to what is best for all. Can you try now to accept things as they are and shift your focus and intention until that other door opens up for you? Radically accept life on life's terms. When you stop fighting against it and instead fight for what you truly desire, more of the world becomes available to you. When you are no longer in denial about what is in front of you, you will be empowered to make necessary changes with respect to yourself, your attitude, and your choices. The irony is that real transformation can happen once you surrender to the idea that things are exactly as they are meant to be. If you step back with clarity and acceptance, you will realize that life is offering you something magical. Even if circumstances send you on a temporary detour, you will discover treasure beyond your imagination and a new way to embrace the world. Keep this prayer in mind. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. All right, that was, it is what it is. But we had a, another card, number seven, which is uh, a breath, a deep breath. And again, that face that just won't come into focus so that I can see it in my camera. I'm hoping you guys can see it. Okay, and this one is about a genuine expectation of danger, the projection of a threat without substance, a fight or flight mode, inability to focus, trusting in the universe as a way to release fear. Okay, fear is asking for your attention and healing right now. You or another are operating from the position of fear. If you also see red flags, you might be headed toward genuine danger, perhaps repeating a lesson you don't need to learn again. 
You can honor this kind of fear by saying thank you and protect yourself by choosing another path. In this moment, you have all it takes to make a shift. If on the other hand, the fear surrounds the idea of taking a risk, be mindful. Radical trust and accepting the discomfort of the new is called for as you move out of your comfort zone. Ask for the courage to take a leap into the unknown and know that all will be well. But know that all will be well doesn't mean you have come to expect. Stories from the past may be molding your expectations right now and causing fear based on anticipated hurt. Don't isolate yourself or fall for the false idea that life is too painful and engaging with it should be avoided. How about loving that side of you that is afraid, acting out and causing all of this unnecessary commotion? You will never be happy if this small part of you controls your life, as it will if you allow it. However, remember to be gentle with yourself and others. Once you let go and relax into your life, everything looks brighter and friendlier. Today, this week, choose love over fear. You'll be amazed when you do. Amazing. Choose love over fear. Always good advice. All right. Well, that is it for me this morning, everybody. Thank you for joining me here. Asa, thank you for being there in the background. I certainly appreciate your help. And I will see you all on Friday. Have a good one.